God condemns violence and injustice today. So if you think that evil people and nations will get away with oppressing others, today's verses tell a different story, one that you can count on. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 140 today and pray through Habakkuk 2, verses 12 through 14. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship. And today, the worship section or verses, passage, I guess is the right word, is a little bit longer than usual. It is Psalm 95, 1 through 7. And it says this, and I think what I'll do is I'll read through the whole thing and then I may add a few words at the end. But generally speaking, these verses are worship themselves. So it says, Come, let's shout joyfully to the Lord. Shout triumphantly to the rock of our salvation. Let's enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let's shout triumphantly to him in song. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. The depths of the earth are in his hand, and the mountain peaks are his. The sea is his. He made it. His hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the sheep under his care. All right, let's take a few minutes and pray through those verses in worship. Father, you are the rock of our salvation, and we honor you for that today. We thank you for being that for us, and we come to you today with thanksgiving, with worship in our hearts. And if we're not feeling it today, I pray that you would draw that forth from us, that you would show us yourself in a way that we cannot help but worship you. For you are a great God and a great King above all gods. There are lots of things we treat as gods in this world, but you are the king. The mountains are yours. The ocean is yours. The dry land is yours and everything in between. And that means that also all people are yours. Anyone from kings to peasants, all people, all people are yours. Let's worship and bow down this morning. Kneel before our maker, for you are our God and we are your people. You have made each one of us. And as our creator, you are worthy of our worship. As we move forward in this time, I said earlier that I was nervous, and I pray that you would just give me the words that you want me to say, that the prayers would be pleasing to you, but not in a performance kind of way, just in the idea that we are coming before you and and joining you in relationship this morning. And I pray that this act of ours, this act of worship and seeking would be pleasing Pray that you would guide me through this process, that that you would speak to each one of us through these verses this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in Habakkuk 2, verses 12 through 14, in the third of a series of five woes. It's an odd term, but each one of these sections starts off with woe to. And these are directed at the nation of Babylon when Habakkuk was writing, but also at all nations that Babylon represents, those who share the characteristics that we see in this series. Ray Steadman writes that these woes are, quote, a picture of how five different forms of pride by which men seek to live are shown to be self-destructive. So in today's verses, we have God condemning Babylon for its violence and its injustice, something that we 
definitely see in our world today still. The Lord of armies is mentioned in verse 13. Some translations say the Lord of hosts. This is God Almighty as commander of all the heavenly armies. Basically, this part of the passage says that while the violent man thinks that he is free to abuse others, the Lord is in charge and no one can do anything to change that. And everyone will be forced to acknowledge that. So here's the passage. It says, Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and founds a town with injustice. Is it not from the Lord of armies that the people's labor only to fuel the fire and countries exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's glory as the waters cover the sea. Let's pray. Father, you say, Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and injustice. And people build families, they build communities, they build cities and nations on injustice and bloodshed. There are areas in our lives where we are all guilty of this. So help us to understand that I'm not just talking, that you are not just condemning violence by the hand of a nation, but also in our own hearts. And I pray that you would bring those things that we are doing that are, I was trying to think of the way to say injustice properly in that sentence, and I can't come up with it. Not just the way we are not in our lives pursuing justice, whether that is in our actions or in our thoughts or in systems that we support or in um, conversations that we have or in thoughts that we have, whatever ways that we are in our own hearts and minds pursuing ways that are not justice-oriented and are violent. I pray that you would root those out. Help us to see them and help us to repent. Because more than anything, we need to be a people of repentance. If the entire nation repented, imagine what would look different in our country. I pray that we would be a people of humility, hungry for righteousness and justice and peace, instead of injustice, unrighteousness, and violence. Pray that these words could not be spoken about us. Pray that you would help us as a country pursue peace and justice and nonviolence. We have so many things in our country and in our communities, ways that we can choose to pursue justice and pursue righteousness and pursue peace I pray that you would draw each of us towards that work in active ways, not in, not in sitting back on our couches and saying, yes, I support justice and yes, I support nonviolence. But I pray that you would get us actively in our community, helping it transform from any speck of this to a place that honors you, worships you, and that your peace and your justice is found. I pray that you would plant love in our hearts that would draw us immediately towards that work. And I pray that as we recognize that you are condemning injustice and bloodshed, injustice and violence, I pray that we would trust that, that we would recognize that that those things are not of you and that they will be judged. The knowledge of your glory will fill the earth we will be called to account for our actions. 
And I pray that as we can feel overwhelmed or uh, down or wonder where you are when things aren't going the way they, in just ways and in, in peaceful ways, pray that you would grow trust in us, that you will answer the sins of the people on earth and that they will answer for their sins. I pray that you would encourage us on this path, that we would find others that that would be also seeking this path, and that we would actively pursue it. I guess that's the thing that keeps coming to my mind, which is not at all what I intended this morning. So Father, Spirit, if that's you drawing me towards that, pray that you would show us each in our lives one small step to take, one small step towards peace and justice, and one thing that we can each do that will cumulatively add up to a lot of things, add up to a picture of our nation turning from injustice and bloodshed towards peace and justice for all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, friends, for joining me today on this weekend edition. I appreciate you watching this broadcast on the Grace on the Gravel Road Facebook page, if that's where you found me, whether it's live or a replay. Thank you for joining me. And I will be back again, back to a normal schedule, which is Monday and Wednesday at 10 o'clock Central Time. And if you are a podcast listener, thank you for joining us on that media. And if you found this helpful for you, the one thing I would ask of you is to share it with a friend that you also think would enjoy praying with us. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. Actually, you know what? I'm going to add another sponsor in here because I was supposed to switch over this morning or yesterday, this week, to... This show is brought to you by Authenticos, and Authenticos is an organization, a nonprofit, that I traveled with to Guatemala. They produce Christ-centered, oh, the word I want just left me. They create spaces where people can learn to process emotion and their lives through the lens of creativity, through gospel-centered creativity. And we were in Guatemala on um, what most would call a short-term mission trip with them two years ago. They recently, because of COVID, switched to quite a few of online and local environments where they're doing that. They're hosting these workshops online now in different groups of people. Previously, they were just working in Guatemala, and now they're in the U.S. and all other places abroad, and they have received some matching funds recently. So they have $5,000 of matching funds that anything donated this week will, um, actually until Monday, I think is the last day, is doubled. And so if you would like to know more about them, I think I have graceinthegravelroad.link backslash give, and that takes you directly to their site graceinthegravelroad.link backslash give. My heart is that as we do this a couple of times a week, that we would all grow in our prayer lives, that God would would answer these prayers in mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.